five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA. We're going to be having a great time today. Stick with us and have a cup of coffee. Here we go. Let's see. Let's see. I was going to start this a little differently today, but, um, <laughs> you know, I'm working on it. Okay, and here we go. It's like a bar of chocolate, please. It's for my mom. <laughs> Buttons. You change. Happy birthday, Mom. <gasps> Thank you. There's a glass and a half in everyone. Cadbury's. How about that? <laughs> That's a tearjerker. Oh man. Well, we're gonna we're gonna have a follow-up on that in a second. Okay. Now we're gonna go over to the PDFs, and I'm sure this you've heard of this. Truss resignation is about the economy, and uh, Liz Truss is now the shortest tenured prime minister in the history of the UK. Uh, only six weeks compared to 118 days in 1827 of George Canning. Or Canning. Um, they tried to institute tax cuts, which are considered a stimulus. Uh, and with 10% inflation, stimulus is kind of the opposite that most people think should be done. And so she's also the lowest polling British leader in history. Uh, there was a colorful meme that suggested that she didn't outlast the fresh lettuce okay in addition to that um i just want to touch on this i found it on ana and um by chuck Capelic or Capelki probably and um it's not worth the time to read it's it it touches on the precarious position that many cmos are in as they struggle to drive their companies toward and then all of a sudden, here's where I lo the wheels came off for digital trans transformation. The question will be, will businesses make these tough decisions and invest in digital or not? Like digital is the key to success for the CMOs. And it was just, it's just stunning to me that after... Big data will save you. Then, oh, we can't analyze all the data, so now we need AI will save you. And uh, it's just, it's just, it sounds me. I can't, I can't even read it. So let's get over to Ritson because that's worth reading. <laughs> Marketers like chancellors need time in the job to succeed, and that's the, sort of the follow-up. And and his article starts with that Cadbury <coughs> commercial. Uh, why is the British economy so messed up at this moment? Well, one one cause he offers is that um, no matter how good you are, in the past financial quarter, the United Kingdom's economy has been run by four different people. And I think there's going to be a new one. As I write this on Tuesday morning, Jeremy Hunt is in charge, but 
by now it's Wednesday, so I'm not sure if that's still the case. Um, their abbreviated tenure in the role meant that none was able to do a, a good job. Then he mentions two chancellors that were in uh, in their pos- position for about 10 years. And even though they had ap- absolutely opposite philosophies, they both were fairly successful. Uh, tenure does not make the lead, does not make the leader, but its absence surely stops those with the capability from achieving success and effectiveness. The gap between average CMO and CEO tenure widens. Okay, so sometimes those with middling talent, but the ability to learn, the John Majors of this world, can become very good at their job if their tenure allows them the chance. It's an interesting perspective. Okay, so then he switches over to Cadbury's, which is that commercial we just watched. Faced with declining sales because of a diminishing brand, the Cadbury Dairy Milk team did everything right. They diagnosed the issue with a perfect mix of qual and quant data. That's qualitative and quantitative data for your non-stats people. They went back to the brand's astonishing story to find the answers for future success. They did that magical trick of brand revitalization, of going back in time to remember what Cadbury Dairy Milk was all about, and then jumping forward to the present and asking what these insights mean for a modern market. I'm getting choked up because of that Cadbury commercial. So such a cute commercial. The team even made brand purpose make sense, <laughs> which it rarely does to me. But bravo. They came up with brand purpose that ticked three boxes. It was legitimate, it was differentiating, and it was what consumers wanted and had been missing from the brand. Cadbury calls this approach intrinsic purpose. In other words, purpose about your company, not about you know how green your 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 candy wrapper is <laughs> keep it keep the keep the bugs off the bar uh intrinsic purpose is about how meaningful in in this case how meaningful that gift is this is really that's a great commercial i think the team are being too generous to those who miss the mark <laughs> absolutely there are better, na- naughtier words than intrinsic for the majority of all ill-conceived purpose campaigns that fairly fair, fail to t- tick these boxes, right? Right on. So, and he said they, they didn't listen about, uh, Cadbury's apparently hadn't paid any corporate taxes for five years, and uh, partly because they probably had losses, right? And so, you know, that's the way taxes, uh, corporate taxes work. Um, but the, then the next point is that there was a great team of, of women that were working on the Cadbury brand and uh, they saw great success. The results were so good they almost defy belief. A hockey stick returned to brand strength that was reflected in the ability to sell more, a lot more chocolate. By 2021, and that thing ran in 2017, despite no increase in annual spend, the brand was enjoying an extra quarter of a billion dollars in incremental sales versus 2017. Okay, that's 750 billion pounds, uh, 750 million pounds. For every $1 Cadbury spent, it enjoyed an additional three or one pound, three pound, one, 3.5 pounds in sales. That's incremental. That's not, that's not the, that's not the, uh, 
the total sales. That's the that's the return on investment on the ad on the ad spend or return on ad spend ra- rather. And that's a, a number you could look at, right? Then that's about what you need. You need about three to one uh, to have a really great campaign, okay? But, but the point that struck me most was it came also came from tenure, okay? At Mondelez, there's a team of exceptional women who run Cadbury, and they've been working on the brand for many years, okay? The, the longest was 12 years, and, you know, that doesn't sound like that much to me, but, you know, I've been around for 40 years. And uh, these women have cumulative lifetime experience on Cadbury dairy milk. We don't talk enough. We, we, we talk about how short tenures in marketing and how they promote short-termism. Like, we got to get a boost right now. But we don't talk enough about long tenures and how important they are to truly successful periods of marketing success. Okay? So, changing the coach after the, his third game probably won't save your team. Um, they also have to be good, really good, but... They also have to be given time. Time to plan a campaign, to execute it, to wait for the impact, and time to keep the marketing foot on the throat of growth, pushing for even more. Any proper campaign takes a decade to breed and a decade to succeed. That's something to think about. That's something to think about in this world of real-time this and real-time that. And on that note, we'll get over to some real-time stuff. And the headline is misguided a bit uh i don't see the author we'll go down and find the author after the show direct mail increases response rates by 25 percent now i was expecting you know some direct mail coupled with tv or with email or with digitals or youtube or something but instead it's really the direct mail the direct mail response it is increased by 25 percent this should be down over here. <laughs> anyway, and so uh, it, it it was mail on both sides of the test. It wasn't that mail increased anything. It was something that was done on the mail, and that's really important. And um, what was done? Well, Summit Direct Mail, uh, so John and Mike down there in Dallas, created a personalized URL to comply with all the national company security standards. It was an insurance mailer that was mailing 2 million pieces a month, okay? And the client control package was tested with personalized URL against a control package. That's really the test package, FYI, whoever wrote this. The client test package was tested with the personal URL created by MindFire against a control package, which is the one that had been winning until then, without the personal personalized URL. Okay, get that? Test versus control. Control is what we have been doing. Test is the new thing we're going to try. Okay, and I don't know that they did a 50-50 split, but at $2 million a month, that's a 12 million piece test. So your confidence intervals are really strong. <laughs> If you get a couple percent lift on 12 million pieces, you're doing okay. And the, the program compared the results over six months. Now, that's a test. That's a real test. And that speaks to what Ritson's talking about. You want to really know what's going on? You want to really know the answer? It's not in real-time testing of a headline and how many click-throughs you get. That doesn't tell you much of anything, okay? Uh, and it, this, again, is wrong. 
the average 25% lift. The result was a 25% lift average <laughs> because the lift variance ranged from 20 to 30%. Okay, 20% would be the minimum 25%. Uh, anyway, uh, you know, send them to me first. I'll read them before you publish them. Anyway, an average lift in completed transactions. Okay. Personalized URLs can capture. This is an important point. If you're not, if you haven't tried these things, the idea is, is that, you know, right now, um, Navistone is in trouble because, you know, they, they measure, they measure people's IP addresses and other stuff when they anonymously come to the, to the, to your website. Okay. So someone sees an ad or someone hears at a coffee clutch that uh, your company is great and types in your URL and visits your website, right? And they've also been at that address for a while and they are a Netflix subscriber and check, check the little box that says, I'm open to other offers. And uh, so now Navistone would look up their IP address and other things, their customer, their computer fingerprint and identify the address and then you send them because they didn't really give you any information you send them a postcard saying thank you for the visit here's 20% off if you want to buy something works like a charm what happens well Navistone is now being sued by someone in the state of Pennsylvania because they have a wiretap law that says unless both parties agree to it you can't listen in on the conversation and that this IP address lookup is implying a, uh, a listened in, a listened in uh, conversation. Okay, well, how that'll get, I mean, right now it's, it's pr proceeding, but it's been, it's been thrown out and thrown back in and uh, I, I can see both sides of it. But what, what the personalized URL does is when you send me a, a mailer and I click it with my phone, when I come to your website, there's no lookup. There's no trying to find something. My click via the personal URL gives you my contact information and, in a nice way, populates the form so that it, it so that the landing page can say, John Miglosh, you know, thank you for your response. Uh, here's the here's the information we promised you. Uh, if this is all okay, just click here, and so you get two clicks. And uh, an, a much stronger implied consent, uh, much easier for the consumer to do. Maybe that's the digital transformation that we were talking about over at the ANA. Um, so, you know, the, the back end is maybe more powerful. And what, what we didn't see on this test explicitly delineated was, uh, was the close, okay, the visit rate was up 25%. Um, and completed transact, rather the completed transaction rate was over up 25%. Was that a result of the initial click-through rate? Because this is a two-step. Or was it a result of the follow-up that was enabled by the URL? Both are powerful and both are great. Um, but you have to take that additional cost in there, uh, you know, which it may raise the cost more than 25%. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. Okay, so anyway, excellent article. It shows the power of testing. It shows why time in the job matters. And um, 
you know, down here it makes the point of real-time real-time reporting is key. Well, actually solid reporting that you can take to the bank is key. And that's what direct mail often gives you. Yes, you have to wait a little while. But because you can set up these tests, these really solid tests, you can see the incremental lift of that one action. You know, in mass media, you run a commercial, run, 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 sales go through the roof. Probably was the commercial, you know, because everything else stayed the same. But it's really hard to know, right? Whereas here, over six months, A, B splits, you know for sure. You know for sure that that personal URL was the ticket. Thanks, Mike and John. Thanks, uh, David over at Mindfire. That's one of the better articles, <laughs> except for some of the headlines. Have a great day. Share this. Share this with a friend. You can even, if you go on YouTube, you can even go to the meat of this and only share the last part. Just say start at this point and share it. And uh, if you don't care about all the rest of Ritson, et cetera, bye-bye.